Welcome back to another episode of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. We are recording just after our race in Imola, Italy, the the home of my co-host, Marco. Marco, how you doing? I'm all right. Feels like my attitude kind of matched the weather this weekend, matched, which matched the race this weekend, so a little bleh, you know? Had a lot of hype going into it. Yeah, and it matched uh, Ferrari's performance, which I'm sure also has you down. But we will pick it up and get the episode rolling. On today's episode, we're going to go through our good, bad, and ugly of the weekend. We will go through our race recap, some haikus because we are poets at heart. And finally, we will wrap up with our race predictions recap. So let's start our good, bad, and ugly. Marco, go ahead. I would love to. My good is going to be the Red Bull powertrain. Uh, I feel like Ooh. the first couple of weeks, everyone, including yours truly, was saying, geez, like, can't finish a race, might have a fast car, but, you know, bummer if you can't finish a race. Unreliable. Yeah, and uh, it seems like those uh, updates that they made over the last couple of weeks, uh, early predictions, I mean, early signs are showing that they really, really are working out because they were dominant all weekend and... Um, that's it. My bad is going to be greed. It seemed to me that Charles got a little bit greedy, I think, during his race. Uh, made a little bit of a risky play that cost him some several points, which caused Max to cut the gap in half for the Drivers' Championship. And so, yeah, I thought that was just... I, I didn't think it was necessary. I think he was just, you know, understanding where he's been the first part of the year and thinking that he can, you know, make some leeway and finish with a P2 and ended up uh, P6. So thought I was a little greedy, but it's early in the season. It is what it is. My ugly is going to be the these fools that have just been, over the last couple of weeks, especially with Australia, having four DRS zones, just always ripping on DRS. Uh, I'm Obviously, it's crazy to say that you can blame this fully on having, like, no DRS, but I feel like it was pretty apparent not having a DRS how that really affects the grid and affects driving and racing between other drivers because uh, for a good portion of the the for a good portion of the race no DRS and we I felt like it was just a bit boring there wasn't that much that the drivers could do obviously the weather was terrible as well so huge factor into that but I, I think that having that DRS does cause it a little bit more a little more craziness and I, I like stirring that pot a little bit. Yeah, you heard Alan Croft, like, kind of complaining of why they weren't setting the DRS or, like, letting the DRS go, and I was kind of with him. Um, even the, the, you know, people I, were, I was watching it with were, were kind of saying the same thing. It's like, hey, let's let's see some action here. You know, we don't want the only action to be people slipping and sliding off the track. We want to see some passing and overtaking. That's what these cars and the new regulations are meant for. So, yeah, I'm with you. I was, it was a little bit, I, don't, I wouldn't say frustrated. It was just, like, disappointing to be like, okay, are we are we racing or are we just kind of having a little safety parade here? Yeah, when, when the drivers are asking the same question, like, off and on throughout, and then, <laughs> yeah, I was just... I didn't understand why they weren't. It didn't seem like anyone really understood what the holdoff was for, for enacting that DRS. Yeah, I did see uh, some conspiracy theorists, of which there are many, on the Lewis Hamilton Brigade crew. Um, they were saying, you know, oh, classic FIA, waiting for Max to get two seconds ahead of Char before opening up DRS, and thought that was funny. I don't think there's any validity to it, but thought that was funny. Release the DRS. He's in the free. <laughs> like we we did it we now him. go 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 
<laughs> Michael Massey comes back from the driver's director's or the, the uh, director's yeah. room. My turn. My good, bad, and ugly. Starting with the good on a positive note, George Russell, the only driver, only driver on the grid to finish in the top five in all four races so far. Absolutely outclassing the seven-time world champion in qualifying and race pace. Um, I did have a revelation uh, because I, you know, I think about a year, uh, maybe not two years ago, but like last year, people were saying like, okay, George Russell has shown, you know, he's ready for that next step. He's like putting in awesome performances with this absolute piece of shit car. But I guess, uh, you know, all along, George was just kept on Williams to learn how to drive that true shitbox car so that when he got to Mercedes... Uh, and their car is a is a piece of shit. Then he's doing well, and it's paying off right now. He's almost doubling his teammate in points. That's not too wild, like four races into the season. But it is wild that it's Lewis Hamilton that he's doubling in points as his teammate. So, yeah, we talked about actually we talked about this early on in the season. It was kind of seen as a pipe dream back then. But like Mercedes are gonna have a, a like decision to make here if there's no improvement from Lewis's side. Uh, and that's like who they're going to treat as their number one driver. Like obviously Lewis is their stated number one right now, uh, even according to George. But like realistically, I feel like that's going to have to change if some things don't if some things don't change and things kind of continue the way that they are. Because you know it's it's like that gap is really widening. Yeah, and it's it's just interesting how like it's all relative, you know. So for Lewis going from the Mercedes for the past seven years to this Mercedes is like. This car fucking sucks. And then it's George going yeah. from Williams the last couple of years to this Mercedes. He's like, hey, this car is pretty fucking nice. Like, I can I can work with this. So I think it's just, like, all relative on past experience. George is still super thankful that he's got a Mercedes garage compared to a Williams garage. So definitely making the most of it. It's like that meme where there there's two guys on a bus. One of them's looking into the shadows, and the other guy's looking into the sunshine. And I feel like, yeah, like you said, George is just like, oh man, I mean, you guys are doing great with this car. And Lewis is like, this is absolutely undrivable. Yeah, so, the, the car is actually uh, the Mercedes. We just uh, slap a Mercedes <laughs> sign on that bus, and that's what it is. There's a perfect, perfect meme for what's going on right now. Yeah, um, and let's stay on the Mercedes as I talk about my bad, Lewis Hamilton. Almost, okay, here's his weekend that like from from what I saw and this is just from memory like wasn't writing it down almost didn't make it to Q2 beat it out by four hundredths of a second got beat by his teammate in the sprint race got beat by a margin by his teammate uh, during the actual race got lapped by Verstappen not that late into the race like it wasn't you know it wasn't like early laps but I mean it was there was so, still some time left in the race when uh, you know when Verstappen lapped Hamilton. The graphic went up of the split difference between Max and Lewis, and it was 77 seconds. Um, he got let's see, he got chirped by Helmet Marco, saying that like this isn't a direct quote, but basically Helmet was saying, yeah, he probably wishes that he would have quit last year. And you know, to top it all off, let's not forget that his brain is being shaken around like a little baby rattler inside that porpoising car because like. Again, this I, I feel like I talk about it every episode, and I probably shouldn't because it's known, and it's like, you know, a lot of what's talked about on, on F1 Twitter. I mean, but, dude, that, just like the porpoising is, not only does it, is it, like, bad, but it is, it's funny. Like, I just can't stop laughing when I see those little guys bouncing around like a little, uh, what are those, like little pogo sticks. Yeah. Like, there are many pogo sticks that they're on. Sometimes I, 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 like, have been imagining the drivers in there, 
on like sitting on a jackhammer and then that's like someone presses a button and then it's like <laughs> that's how I as soon that, as they get yeah, fast like, enough down the street yeah it looks <laughs> like it kind of looks like i can i can imagine a jackhammer exactly where their legs are and it's just like oh you press the button fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> uh and let's get off of mercedes for my ugly my ugly is mattia benotto the principal at ferrari so he didn't have a single driver podium in his country which is a big no-no especially if you're in ferrari in italy uh just recently signed carlos signs to a two-year deal i think that's something that we talked about last episode of was it going to happen carlos wanted two years ferrari wanted one year with the option for a next year Ended up on two years, uh, and funny enough, two is also the number uh, of races in a row that Carlos has not finished a race. So I just feel like it's pretty bad timing. So yeah, tough, tough weekend for Mattia Binotto. I know this one's going to hang on him. Luckily, we have... um, Luckily, we go back to Italy, so there will be a good shot at redemption. Put me down for a Ferrari double podium for my entire net worth. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, they, they have the, the silver lining in all this for Ferraris that they have a way to make it up. So let's hope that they do. And that will wrap up my good, bad, ugly. Moving right along into it, moving into our qualifying and our first week of the sprint series. Ian, what'd you think of it? Uh, let's, I mean, from, let's start with qualifying. First off, qualifying had a billion different red flags. Uh, Max got kind of lucky. I think Charles would have put in a faster lap than him. Uh, if if uh, Lando hadn't crashed, but it ended up Max Verstappen on pole. In the sprint race, Charles overtook him. Uh, wait, that's, yeah, Charles overtook him, right? Um, and then he got it back. Uh, I'll just leave it out. In the sprint race, um, it was, I thought, I mean, that was an entertaining sprint race. They had, you know, we had some drama. Obviously, Max was fastest in qualifying and finished first in the sprint race, so not too much of a shakeup. But you know, Carlos Sainz made up sometimes, and it was just overall like uh, I'd say it, it did its job in giving us an extra, uh, you know, an extra thing to watch. I will say it felt like it was about 15 minutes long, like that was the yeah, quickest yeah. television event that I've seen. And like getting up from it, I was like that. It just felt like I, you know, was could have happened over a commercial break. Yeah, you blank. It was like for how long qualifying felt, it was how short sprint was. Exactly. Yeah, they came up with the 15 laps left graphic and I was like, "Wait, what? Like why did I, why am I up this early?" I just blank. I don't think I came. <laughs> but yeah, that was so let's, you know, again. So yeah, not too too much to talk about from practice qualifying or the sprint race, but uh Marco, take us into Alfa Romeo, our fifth place constructor. Absolutely. Alfa Romeo making it into the top five. I think they had uh, for a couple weeks out of not being in the top five, but they're back obviously due to uh, Valtteri Bottas with the P5, Guan Yu Zhou, 15th, and they're sitting at the 25 points on the constructor table. I have a question for you. Uh, I feel like this is getting a, a little bit more realistic of a question the more time goes on this year. Do you think, or what are the odds Valtteri Bottas finishes with more points than Lewis this year? I mean, uh, I I would put it at not likely, but definitely not impossible. And at the beginning of the season, I I absolutely would have said, like, there's no fucking way. Like, not Valtteri Bottas, not in an Alfa Romeo. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Lewis is on a pretty downward trajectory, like, podium... Podium, 
on the first race and then kind of just disaster afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, not not likely, but not impossible, I'd say. I mean, yeah, and to put things into perspective right now, after four races, Lewis, seventh place with 28 points, Valtteri, eighth with 24. So there's oh not God. too much of a gap right there. So there, there, he's right there. And the way Valtteri has been looking relative to Lewis, like if you're, you're taking everything off the cars, you have no idea who's who. I think people are going to say that like Valtteri looks like the better driver this year so far. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, Guan Yu Zhou, yeah, uh, 15th, really not much to make it. It didn't seem like he was really making it up. Uh, kind of, I feel like in some earlier races, if he finished 11th, 12th, he was still playing in the points for a little bit. It didn't seem like he was really making it up there much this race. So a little bit of a quieter day for him. Yeah. I think he spun early on the first lap, which kind of just fucked his whole race. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not out yet on, on Guan Yu Zhou. Like I think he's, he's like got, he's got a lot of stuff to show. I just think he's been getting unlucky and, yeah, I think, why don't we, ooh, I got a spicy little take right here. I think Guan Yu Zhou will podium before the end of the season as a rookie. Agree or disagree? Uh, I'm going to go with disagree. Okay, sure. fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> for sure disagree, yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it hot, baby. That's what makes it so that makes hot. It, so are you, assuming that, are you assuming that Valtteri also gets a podium? Um. Yeah, sure, why not? Throw him in there. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's so if Alpha, I bet Alpha is your biggest fan right here about making these predictions right. Could you imagine? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, from fifth place to fourth place in the constructors, let's talk about McLaren, the orange papaya. Danny Ricardo finishing a whomping 18th last in the race um, with Lando Norris, a P4 just outside of the podium. Um, yeah, this is a very, very, very different result, uh, between these two drivers. So Lando Norris was top three in qualifying Danny Ricardo. He just kind of had an unlucky weekend. He had some car troubles after bumping Carlos on that first lap. Carlos went out, Danny didn't. And for a while there, I was like, maybe this is going to be like a kind of turnaround kind of a hero race. He gets lucky with some safety cars. We'll see, but, but didn't happen for him. Felt like he was at the back for the entire race. and But, yeah, I mean, it, McLaren, like, walks away knowing that, like, they are not an absolute shitbox. Like, they are not bad, bad. Um, like, if they can, you know, if they can pull off, like, a top three in qualifying and a top four in a race, like, that's, that's pretty solid. So I'm kind of excited as a McLaren fan, but the looming, uh, kind of the... The easy to focus on, you know, okay, I'm if I'm in that bus, I'm on the dark cloud side. I don't think uh, I don't think Ricardo's gonna make it another year. I th- I think he retires uh, er- yeah. earlier than you know than he probably should, or he probably would have uh, said that he would. But I mean, man, like it just seems to not be getting better for him. And at this point, like there's just too much talent in the lower formulas that like I think he gotta he gotta clear the way. But I don't know, man. Who who's to say? If anything, the, I guess the silver lining of that is that Colton Herta, perfect little installation there for the McLaren team. I guess so, but yeah, I I would tend to agree with you with with that. I feel like I'll always look back on, and so many people will on that decision for him to leave Red Bull and kind of that what would have been if he ended up staying and having him and Max still there for you know foreseeable future. What that would look like? Just he was obviously so comfortable in that Red Bull and. Ever since then, it was just kind of a hit or miss of, oh, he, he would show some flashes of old Danny Rick, but 
no consistency whatsoever. And it's just, it seems like it's just a downward trajectory, unfortunately. One of my favorite yeah. people on the grid and most people's. But yeah, I mean, on uh, productivity-wise, it's it's towards the end right there. Yeah, he'd be a tough one for all the fans to lose in terms of like personality. But from a driver's standpoint, uh, yeah, I, I, I hate this. Words taste like poison coming out of my mouth right now. But uh, I don't. I just don't think he's he's got the quality right now. So yeah, yeah forty six points for McLaren, twenty one point lead over Alfa Romeo, and thirty one point gap to number three Mercedes. And speaking of Mercedes, we have Lewis Hamilton, a tough tough p13 i don't think he had to ask his pit crew if you get points from that uh position and then we had uh george russell at p4 so uh i know so what did lando get what what did lando score because i said christ what did i mess up on uh lando was wait i got it oh he was five all right well i fucked up all right, and before we move on to Mercedes, I just realized that Lando Norris was actually P5, so uh, basically find and replace P4 with P5 for that last two minutes. Perfect, yep. Kept trying to tell you that, but some people don't listen. <laughs> uh, speaking of the guy that was in P4, the real guy, George Russell, P4, Lewis Hamilton, P13, Probably didn't have to talk to his crew about whether he had points like he did when he ran into P10 at uh, beginning <laughs> of the year. Poor, poor, tough race, as Ian mentioned. Uh, I would say probably about the halfway through the race or so, I uh, was really running into those DRS issues, was begging to get DRS enabled. Big, slow pack of cars uh, led by our favorite, Yuki Sonoda. And I think that just gap was getting dude, what am too I, oh, far Jesus ahead. Jesus Christ, dude. What are we? What am I saying? Norris got on the podium. He was third. It was Verstappen, Perez, You said P5, dude. I know. I said P5. <laughs> Fuck. I was looking at the I was looking at asterisk, Australia. Asterisk. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Another asterisk. Yeah. Yeah. And we interrupt this programming again to make my final correction that Lando Norris actually got on the podium, of course. Uh, you can tell it is late when we're recording this, but yeah, P3 is what the find and replace should be uh, for, for that P4 that we were saying. So yeah, I mean, even better race for Lando than I, than I thought. After doing this, I need a nap, dude. My eyes hurt. Uh, I kept trying to tell you, hey, don't say P5 or P4. P3 is the right answer. But like I said, he doesn't listen. <laughs> I'm just going to leave all this in so that everybody hears that. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, speaking, you know, uh, obviously, uh, like we mentioned, Lewis, very tough. I was curious. You know, he got that first blue pretty early in the race, like Ian said, too. What was going through his mind as Max whipped past him? Uh, it's got to be a, a tough realization seeing that and and seeing how differently everything is placed since the, the end of 2021 for the two drivers. So uh, still have faith that they can turn it around, but losing it every single week. I was going to uh, say, do you have head? faith? Because you do not sound like you have faith right now. You no, sound I like, mean, like, it's like, like a, a, there's a gun to your head right now and someone's telling you to say you have faith. Yeah, I just feel like if I lose faith this early and <laughs> they turn it around, like then it would just be such a foolish move by me. But I, I feel like if I hold out, you know, it's just like, 
emotions run high, emotions run really low like they are right now. <laughs> always want to see like a good guy Lewis do well. Ian's favorite yeah. driver on the grid. Yeah. You know, you know, I was thinking about this, by the way. So Lewis, like we said, podium first race, basically disaster after that, trending in the very wrong direction right now. You know what it is, dude? He's got to go back to Lewis Hamilton. This this Larbalester stuff is what's bringing him down. It's what makes oh my him gosh. slower. Yeah. The magic was in Hamilton. Larbalester sounds like a fucking accountant. And yeah, that's not a you know that's not a racing driver's last name. So I think uh, if the t- hashtag Team LH on Twitter wants him to get his mojo back, he's got to shave the Larbalester. Yeah, I would honestly say it should be like a Wikipedia page. It should be Lewis Hamilton. Racing career end in 2021. Lewis Hamilton, Larbalester, new career, not a good driver. I yeah. feel like they should be two separate drivers with two separate names. <laughs> Lewis Larbalester, very bad rookie season on, on his record. Sucks ass. Old as shit <laughs> as a rookie, not very yeah. good. Who let this who let this mid-30s guy in as a rookie, exactly. <laughs> and moving on to who were the rivals last year of Mercedes, but I don't necessarily think you can say that anymore. Let's talk about Red Bull. Max Verstappen, P1. Sergio Perez, P2. They sit at 113 points, which is 36 points ahead of Mercedes just four races into the season. I mean, what can you say? Like, just absolutely perfect weekend. From a points perspective, they were, uh, you know, they couldn't have, they literally could not have gotten more points. It was, it was a maximum points haul. Um, and to top it all off, the rivals that they're chasing down, Ferrari, had a bad weekend with just a P6 to show Nimola. So, uh, I mean, it's just like everything, everything went well for them. I saw Helmut Marco smile on television for literally what I think is the first time ever. And like, yeah, uh, it's, it's good to know that maybe that maybe that there's a soul within that uh, within that body, within that brain. I don't know. I don't know. think it was like a, a good person smile. You know, it was, <laughs> it was probably like, like there was a lot of like personal gain from this weekend where. Like you said, everything went great for Red Bull, and then just like that downfall of someone who he clearly like has a passionate hate for, with Lewis Hamilton, with Toto. I think it was just like more probably the smile of like that side than the other side. Evil villain smile. I think I know you. Man. Yes, I, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. So he doesn't have a soul. We're back to it. Change our minds. Right. Sounds good. Edit. Change change it back. Asterisk. Another asterisk. But yeah, I, I really don't have much more to say. Like, um, I think Sergio was, a, like, like you said, was fantastic as the number two. Uh, let Max really like open up that gap, and then it was just cruising time. I think he could have finished the lap like backwards of maybe the last lap. So, uh, a great teammate there, a great overall weekend for them. So yeah, I mean, like you said, it was perfection. Bang bang. And moving on to our number one team with Emir now 11 points in the lead of Red Bull. Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, P6, a Carlos Sainz, DNF. As we mentioned, Carlos Sainz out the first lap. Seems like Danny was uh, getting a little eccentric and uh, caused him to spill out. Wasn't able to come back. So very tough weekend for him. Uh, on the other hand, Charles started off strong, obviously kind of got behind Lando, eventually passed Lando, and I think he was just trying to do a little too much and trying to make up too much speed and, and thought, you know, Max is, look how far ahead of it, 
look how far ahead he is. I got to do something about it and ended up, you know, kind of blowing it a little bit. Uh, blue opportunity for some good points and a podium like P6, just not the same, right? Uh, but I, I, I was looking into this uh, as like a, a Ferrari head here. Uh, if I don't know if you saw the picture, but starting on the set, like the second grid starting spot for Charles, uh, there was actually like a new asphalt strip that they placed on that. And like uh, with the rain coming in, that was like a very slippery spot there. So that was kind of like they were saying how tough of a start that Charles had and kind of fell behind a little bit. And uh, I would like to say that this race is in contention because once again, Red Bull getting a little bit of help from uh, the outsiders. Uh, I feel like that was a... a Kind of a big play of him kind of falling behind those couple cars right off the right off the bat. So what you're saying is you're joining up with the Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes Brigade on Twitter to launch a basically conspiracy theory investigation on the FIA for supporting Red Bull. Do I have that right? I I mean, whatever gets the job done, I feel like we have our <laughs> both of our like alternatives and like motives for what what we're fighting for. I don't really fully agree with their side, but I don't really how, see how you like don't see my side, but whatever. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> it. Was a little sus. I wish I would have said that like at the beginning of the weekend to give it some more like, ooh, this is a real story here. Whoever has P two, yeah, like you, you don't really want P two, especially with the rain. Yeah, that would have been nice. Like, you know, and they start like the real, you know, the sprint race or something. Like, Max just backs off and lets Charles go. Yeah, ahead he's like, no, you go first. Like, yeah, <laughs> this, this one point of difference that is going to like make or I guess make the difference of a good start or not is very worth yeah. it to him. But, but yeah, good stuff. That's the top five constructors in the Formula One Constructors Championship at the moment. Let's move and express our poetic hearts in our race haikus next. Marco, I want you to start. All right. I did have one more thing to add, actually, about this weekend. Um, so Red Bull's first 1-2 win since – do you have a good year of a guess? A, oh, a good year? Yeah. Wow. Wait, shit. I guess you're right. Sergio wasn't good. Alex wasn't good. Year wasn't good. So give me 2016. Bang. Didn't nail it. I don't know. The, I would not be able to tell you the race. Yeah, that's awesome though. But, I mean, it's yeah. it's good. Like they've. I think we've known it for a while. Like Sergio Perez is the real deal. Like I think they needed some experience in that seat because how much pressure there is and how good of a driver Max is. Like I think that that is a you know bit of a of, of a difference that we're seeing. Um, and yeah, I heard. I okay. Last thing on Red Bull before we move on. Did you see uh, Pierre Gasly has been liking an awful lot of Red Bull Instagrams and twi- tweets recently? So let's get that rumor going because Sergio's oh, clearly not going to be there a forever. A little bit of uh, yeah, a little brown nosing, a little kiss assin. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think it's crazy to think that he might be in that seat. Uh, a lot of people think they he like kind of blew his shot, but we'll see. Oh, I I, I think he is like. Top, based off of you talking to Helmet too, he's like, we got Pierre down there. We got to make a decision on him with his contract ending. I bet he's very high up there on um, on potential drivers for 2023 and on. All right, now let's get into race haikus. Marco, go ahead. All right, I'll start her off with the race was messy. Lewis focused on Chelsea. Danny Rick, the dick. I have Red Bull have a day. Ferrari choke at home. Whoops. Lewis retiring? 
which leads into a great little sector. When do we think Lewis is out, man? Because I heard some stuff that obviously things aren't going well with Mercedes, but not only are things not going well because they're not fast, but he the porpoising is starting to have like a physiological physiological effect on him. So is he out this year? Yes or no? And you can't change your mind halfway through the through the season. Yes, I'm gonna say yes too. All right, bye bye, Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Lewis, farewell to you. the rest of the hey, season. Yeah, hell of a hell of a career though. Honestly, hey, I mean, snaps to a good career, a pretty decent career for. Good him. job, good job. Snaps for Haiku and snaps for good career. You know, Helmut Marko is gonna like force them to put in his Wikipedia single handedly <laughs> ruined uh, Lewis Hamilton's career. <laughs> yeah. Accomplishments. Helmut Marko might like. Yeah, might make love to his wife for the first time in 30 years, just out of happiness. And let's finish up with our race predictions. We're going to do it a little bit differently. Instead of going uh, prediction by prediction just to see which ones we got wrong, we're just going to go one by one of uh, what we got right. So I had a hell of a weekend, probably my best prediction weekend ever. Um, Thankfully, just really hammering Max on everything that could possibly go right for him, and it did. So I got uh, Max as the winner. Max as the fastest lap, and my wildcard prediction also came true of no Ferraris on the podium. So three points for Ian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you've gotten like three of the four uh, wildcard predictions, so maybe we'll uh, have to All right, further examination. a little bit more wild here. Are, are my wildcard predictions under protest? I'm just saying, it just seems like, like would you consider 75% success rate wild? I mean, I would consider that like good guessing, I guess. Like good predicting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it depends on you, you know. Depends on how you look at it, I guess. Uh, yeah, my weekend not as hot, but the only points I got were also due to Max with Max Verstappen on pole position. So that was it. That's all I got, which ended our score of this week three to one. It gave Ian uh, extended that lead to four to seven in our race predictions. So um, yep, minor setback. Again, keep running into these minor setbacks. When do they come? When do they come? Major setbacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to state the obvious, but last year it opened up pretty similar, where I think I opened up a little bit of a gap, and then you closed that up pretty quick at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. So I'm under no impression that this is, uh, you know, game over. But yeah, we'll keep everybody updated with our race predictions as we go along. That's all that we have for this episode. Anything else you want to add before we send the people on their way, Marco? Send the people down to South Beach? No, I got nothing. Very excited, though. I am very excited as well. I'm glad that we're going to be racing in Miami for real. Um, Those citizens of Miami Gardens can suck it. And, yeah, we will see everybody for our uh, race preview in Miami. Dude, if they have a problem, go to the beach for the day. Go during the weekend. I don't understand the problem. Yeah, leave your home. And let us have fun. <laughs> They're like, we cannot. We cannot leave this. <laughs> uh, Buy right. some earplugs, you nerds. Yeah. Suck it up. I know a guy. <laughs> I definitely know a guy. All right. Well, until next time, see you assholes. See you assholes. <laughs>